Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, let's do an emergency podcast. I don't want to call this an emergency podcast. Let's face it, um, it's just weird, like getting super emotional about basketball and all that stuff during this time with our country. But I want to keep everybody's mind off of things. We're here to do our jobs. It's Cyclone Fanatic. It is business as usual, and it'll be business as usual for our friends at A Plus Lawn and Landscape as well. They're presenting today's emergency podcast. A Plus Lawn and Landscape has been with us for years here. They they do my I, I hire them to do all my chemicals on my yard, uh, fertilizing. Um, they do my, my favorite thing that A Plus Lawn and Landscape does. They they come and um, they'll change the oil and do all that stuff with your mower before the season starts. They'll come right to your door and do it for you. It, it's fantastic. So give them a shot. Um, support local here. Uh, obviously a tough time uh, for everybody right now. I know you're probably not really thinking about yard care, but mine's starting to green up, believe it or not. So uh, A-plus lawn and landscape, if you could support a good local company uh, that supports Cyclone Fanatic during these tough times, we would really appreciate that. I also just want to throw this out there, and I don't want to sound like a whiner. Um, we could use Patreon dollars right now. The advertising industry is obviously not where it once uh, was based off of the last week and I don't see it getting any better for any time now. So if you enjoy our content, if you enjoy our podcasts, uh, we don't charge anything. We have Patreon links all over the website. Um, I'll tweet one out later on as well, but, um, any extra bit would help just cover our costs. We're not looking to get rich off of this thing here. Um, but, um, so we have what's called remnant ads that those are the ones you see on the site. And you know, that market is absolutely tanked over the last week we're making pennies on the dollar to what we normally do so yeah anything would help and we we appreciate that emergency podcast here uh, on the cyclone fanatic podcast network as uh three guys have left the basketball team here this week hold on taking a sip of coffee i also want to tell you that my daughter cameron is in the office with me as i am doing daycare Plus, um, work from home right now. I've got a lot of you know what that's like right now. Cammy, come here. Do you want to come say hi to Daddy's podcast audience? Hi. Say hi to everybody. Hi. What do you want to say to him? Say whatever you want. What have you been doing when you've been at home with Daddy? Playing. What do you like to play with the most? Um. Well, we'll figure it out, right? iPad. Oh, you have to play on your iPad. Don't tell him that. It makes me sound like a bad dad. Uh. Anyways, yeah, that's um. So three guys have left the basketball team here in the last week. All right, now my wife walked. Yeah, so three guys have lost, left the basketball team since the season ended, and I just wanted to kind of run through my thoughts on that and my thoughts on the state of the program going forward and what I think that the summertime could look like for Iowa State basketball is it's a very odd time. The NCAA tournament should be starting right now. Um, but now there's no recruiting, you know, because of this, um, COVID-19 thing. So it's, it's kind of difficult to chart what the next couple months might be, but I'm going to try and do that here on this emergency podcast. So we knew we had a good idea that Terrence Lewis and Zion Griffith would not be a part of this program next year. I think the writing was on the wall, that game in Kansas city when Zion Griffin didn't even get off of the bench. It was pretty obvious um, that that he was being moved or 
you know, moved on his own or however that went down. I mean, I don't know how it could have been more obvious. Same with Terrence Lewis. I mean, I know how big of a talker that was for fans throughout the year. Um, there's a reason there, there are reasons why he didn't play more. Those are internal program reasons, but I mean, again, like you guys know, look around at the type of hell Steve Prome is catching from this fan base right now. He's going to play guys who, you know, who he thinks will help him win, help him keep his job. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of the name of the game. And these two guys, um, it was the writing was on the wall months ago that they likely would not be around next year for, for one of those reasons. If it's a culture reason, if it's attitude, if it's off the court stuff, I don't have all of that information, but I mean, it, I think that most of us could critically look at this and know the Caleb grill transfer was a little more surprising for me. I thought there was a shot uh, grill. Um, I'm a little confused on this one. I thought he started – Grill was a guy who all season long, I, when I watched him play, I'm like, man, that's a guy who who just needs time. That's a guy who could potentially be a really good player here, but he needs time. It, he reminded me – he's a very different type of player um, than Matt and Naz were. But both of those guys, we saw them as freshmen where they just were – they were kind of in over their skis, right? But then they – the, the game slowed down for them, and they got better and better. Different skill set, but I, I thought Caleb could have been on that track. I'm disappointed that he um, won't be here because I wanted to watch him play for the next three years and watch him grow and him be one of those really good four-year Iowa State guys. So that, that kind of stinks. Just from a selfish standpoint, I wanted to watch Caleb Grill grow up in a Cyclone uniform. I think that's a pretty big loss for the program. I think that's an absolute bummer. So um, there you have it. The three guys that are gone, I'm assuming Tyrese Halliburton will be the fourth. As I saw a new projection today about him, you know, being a top five pick right now. So, well, he's gone. We're just gonna we're gonna assume that here as we look ahead to next season, where you're looking like you're going to have four open scholarships in this period. I'm assuming um, that nobody else is going to leave. I, I'm not really assuming. That's what I'm hearing. There, There's not supposed, there's not expected to be any more attrition this offseason for Iowa State. So with that, let's run down the roster just real quick. Solomon Young will be the only senior on the team. Um, Javon Johnson, the sit-out transfer from Troy last year, will be there. Uh, you've got George Condit, Regier Bolton, Trey Jackson. Those are your returners. And then the four guys who make up the recruiting class coming in being Dudley Blackwell, Jaden Walker, Darwin Stone Dubar, and Xavier Foster with four scholarships to give. I think there's a couple of things working against Steve Prome right now and this program. Obviously, going 12-20 and 20 is, the, is the first. Right, that's what fans have to go by. That's where the negativity comes by. You've missed the tournament in two of the last three years. Those are all facts. I think another problem right now is that fans don't really see a plan 
at this point, and I think that'll change here in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, there needs to be some, like, news of some offers or some – see, that's a problem. There's no chance for these guys to visit right now. It's a very um, – it's just a very odd time. And uh, recruiting is completely different. I think recruiting right now in the age of the coronavirus is going to be a lot more on relationships than it will be necessarily. Iowa State usually gets a lot of guys by getting them to campus. Well, they can't do that now. So that's a problem. So, like, what kind of relationships do you have in the AAU world? What kind of relationships do you have in the JUCO world? From what I understand, and I'm trying to get more information, and I'll get it to you guys as soon as I can. But there are a couple of junior college guards and a couple of grad transfer guards that Iowa State feels like it's got a shot at right now. Now, it's early, um, and, and we'll find out. And there's, you know, people are transferring all over the place. That market is kind of starting to settle. Well, not settle. It's kind of starting to erupt, really, I should say, at this point. But I think that's the route that you go here. If you need to go back and listen to Stansberry and I in the um, – what was uh, the post postmortem podcast that we did late last week? Go check that out. I talked about this in general. They need to get older. Um, in an ideal world for me, you're going to get a couple of grad transfers, a JUCO, and maybe a freshman that you think flew under the radar who you can add to this class or a sit out. I, I, you know, space it out. I don't really care at this point. Just replace the guys who left with talent, with more talented guys. That's really – you can't do that with Halliburton. You ain't going to get a guy like Halliburton, no doubt. But you're going to hope that other guys will grow during this time off. I think Solomon Young's a great piece to bring back next year. I think George Condit's a great piece. And I think Rajir Bolton's ready to take a step to maybe be – kind of be the man. I don't know enough about Johnson. Y'all can go read my piece. I've written about this ad nauseum. I think Trey Jackson's a good four-year player. He's not going anywhere. I don't think Condit's going anywhere. I think these guys are true blue clones to the bone. Now, um, again, though, it comes to you need to get more talented and you need to get older. Uh, That's my biggest thing. You're already going to be young. I think you've got four freshmen that can come in and play next year in some capacity. But you you need some dudes, right, some grown men to add to this roster if you want to compete next year. Um Without really making a splash, I mean, let's say they do. They have an average class. I think Iowa State's probably looking at being picked ninth or tenth in the Big Twelve next year, right? So um, that's with that. Like this has got to be a um, for prom. It's got to be adding culture guys. It's got to be that type of deal because I don't think that this team had that this year. I think they were too young. When Halliburton went down, they weren't talented enough. When Bolton went down, you had no chance, right? So. That's it for me. I think that the one good thing that they have going from them, despite going 12 and 20, the Iowa State basketball brand is still very real. It has to, helps to have all those guys in the NBA. Prom has great relationships with, you know, Monte and George and all those guys. They're still big Iowa State fans out there um, pounding the brand. I think another good so – so these kids now, they know what Iowa State basketball is. So you still have that that you can maintain – but uh, you went 12 and 20, it's starting to kind of lose a little bit of that. So how do you, you know, I, just, I think this is a really integral moment for, for Prom's program where next year they've really got to take a step forward and at the absolute very least, you know, show that this thing is, is heading in the right direction to, to win over 
this fan base um, and keep people filling up Hilton Coliseum. I, I think that that's absolutely critical. But yeah, summarize things. Uh, two of the three really didn't surprise me at all. Grill kind of did. Um, I just think that there there is talent out there, but they've got to they've got to knock this spring out of the park if Iowa State wants to get back to the NCAA tournament. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. I'll take a couple of your questions. Um, let's see here. Gookin on Twitter. Question for the pod. How important is continuity versus talent? Fred obviously had the talent, but he also ended up developing a surprising amount of continuity. Despite all the transfers he had, the talent continuity seems to be unbalanced under Prome. Just a thought. I think it's a great point. I mean, if um, let's say that Monte goes pro early or George goes pro early, you know, the one thing he he does not get enough credit for the Hoiberg era is Melvin Edgem. That that program, like when Royce came in, and all, like that would have been a real problem without a guy like Melvin Edgem. I've got story after story of Melvin Edgem holding people to the fire. Like he he was an absolute badass. And you look at the prom tenure right now. I mean, Solomon is the only guy who's going to be there for four years. Now, what about like a guy? Um, Let's say, you know, Wigginton is a similar, maybe would have been a similar type of NBA prospect. But now I don't I don't think he's the same player. Don't don't take this as the gospel here. But like he would have been a similar type of four year guy as like Monte, right? Where you it's it's not inconceivable to see Lindell get drafted after his fourth season at Iowa State in the second round, right? He would have had to do a lot of different things, but right, you get my point. Like, how different is Prom's program if you have that and if Taylor Horton Tucker is Melvin Edgeman stays for four years? I think it's a good point. I think that this roster balance has been off for a while. Some of that you have to blame on recruiting misses, a.k.a. Terrence Lewis um, and, you know, and Zion and, like, some of these guys that just didn't pan out, and that's okay. I hope they have great careers. Um it, so you have to put that on the staff because they missed they, two guys from last year's class didn't even show up this year, right? They showed up for like one practice and they were gone. So you got holes in the roster because of that. And then they've taken the bad breaks with the NBA deal. I mean, uh, Lindell, I felt like you, you thought he might go early from the beginning. He was never looking to stay. Taylor, I think, was a bad break. Um but good for him, right? I mean, you want to put guys to the NBA. Tyrese is a terrible break in that sense, is the continuity. Tyrese was supposed to be a four-year guy, a culture guy with Condit who leads this program, and they were the next Niang and, and Naz Long. Well, he's going to be a top-five pick, so he's got to go, and that does hurt the program. The problem Iowa State has is it's not like Duke, right? Duke can have two guys go pro every year, go one and done, but they've got three more coming in the next year. Iowa State doesn't do that. You have to have a mix. Like the thing that was great for the Hoiberg era, they had that perfect mix between transfers, JUCOs like Dustin Hogue and um, uh, Tyrus McGee, but then you always had those constant four-year guys who were establishing that culture, who were there during the offseason. I've heard so many stories about Niang, Matt Thomas, Morris, and Naz, and the amount of time that they put in the gym in the months of May and June, right? So when these new transfers would come in, they walked into that culture. That's the culture that they understood Iowa State basketball to be. When you don't have anybody who's there for more than a couple of years, it gets really problematic when it comes to creating that. And again, that's what I think, like to me, 
I think that the talent level on next year's basketball team is what it is. It's going to be a bottom half of the league, um, just utter talent. Even though I think the freshmen are really good, they're still going to be freshmen. What they need this spring, they need true culture guys to come in and just be absolute badasses. Give me some Melvin Edgems. I want them to be skilled, but more importantly, I want them to be tough because I, I think that that's just how this group's going to have to win unless they really surprise me in the recruiting trail coming up this this spring and this summer and i also like it's just super interesting to know how um you know how this this recruiting process is really going to work out with with the coronavirus and and all that stuff i think that it's um i think there's a lot we don't know but we'll 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 see i don't i don't want to step in i don't know like if it's good or it's bad for everybody obviously but i think that I, again, I think this is going to be more on relationships than anything. Maybe that'll help Iowa State. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's your emergency podcast. Iowa State loses three this week. Two of them expected. One of them, yeah, maybe. As long as you go out there and get better guys with them, you're fine. But again, it's hard for fans to digest that right now when they don't know what's going on. Right? Is that fair? Coming off of 12 and 20, there's obviously something to prove. Uh, appreciate it. Remember to support our sponsor, A-plus Lawn and Landscape. Um, coming up this spring with your lawn needs. And I, I just want to say, too, this goes without saying, just be safe, everybody. Listen to our local leaders. I feel really weird doing these podcasts, but I know that they're important. Um, I Like, it's just hard to be passionate about sports right now, but I know that we need stuff to just not sit there and watch CNN and Fox news all day. Cause that's, that'll absolutely rot our brains. So we're going to keep cranking. We are going, we have some exciting stuff coming up on the website. Check out all of our podcasts. Great title nine podcasts earlier this week with Steph and Elisa. They did a great job. Uh, Jeff and Jared had a football one and we'll keep cranking them out. I promise we're not going anywhere. Uh, and I hope you guys don't either. Remember um, hit us up on Patreon. If you don't already, we would really appreciate it. Uh, just to kind of get through these these lean times here uh, in the ad market. So appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Stay safe out there.